Hello, and welcome to The Shining Light, where we are shining the light of the gospel and speaking the truth in love, providing strength, and stirring the hearts of our listeners. We are so glad to have you joining us today as you listen to this message from Pastor Tim Cruz. Simon Williams, 41 years old, scooped up the latest Omaze million-pound house draw in the United Kingdom, a beautifully renovated cottage in Devon, according to the British News Service. But he nearly missed out on becoming a multimillionaire after he thought about ignoring the phone call that was about to tell him that he had won. That very day, he had received several spam calls, and he got this call, and he thought, ah, but something just inside said, I better answer this. And by answering the phone, he won this beautiful, beautiful cottage. Five bedrooms set amid the enchanting woodland that borders Dartmoor National Park there in England. He said, I just about missed it by not answering the call. I read that and I thought, wow, I wonder what we miss out on because we don't respond. God's call. But I also wonder what we might receive from the Lord if we would but answer God's call. God is dealing with us in different ways. God is speaking to us, drawing us unto Himself. Would you recognize the time of God's visitation in your life and God is saying, come unto me. Trust me by faith. This is a day of opportunity that you don't want to miss. A day of salvation. A day of surrender. A day of service and blessing that comes from God that only He can give. But all the blessing that God can and will give. That's what God wants us to see and to seize this morning. I want you to stand with me as we take our Bibles and turn to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to read one verse together. Hebrews chapter 10. As we consider this matter of living by faith today, what is it to live by faith? Why should we do that? What is this faith life that calls us to a higher plane of living and blessing and opportunity? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Let's read it aloud. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Read it again. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Thank you. You may be seated. I want you to think about some things from this text here this morning. What it means to live by faith and why. As we look at Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says in verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, it looks forward, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we what? We understand. Underline that. Number one, Live by faith because by faith we understand. 
Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The worlds, the creation of God was perfectly put together by God. We accept that and receive that by faith. Faith gives us an assurance of things hoped for, the certainty of things future, such as the second coming of Christ, the resurrection and glorification of the dead being taken to heaven. Faith also provides the conviction of things not seen, the persuasion of things invisible, such as the forgiveness of sin, the Holy Spirit living within us as believers, Christ as our intercessor, and our access to God in prayer. As we think about this possession of faith and this exercise of faith in our daily lives, there are those who've gone before us that found God's blessing and approval upon their lives because they lived by faith. They understood the workings of God. The expression by faith is found 19 times in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith we understand we're prepared by the word of God. There were no human eyes. This is thus saith the Lord. By faith we understand. We see things through eyes of faith through the Word of God that the world does not see. And God wants us to hold to them and to be fully persuaded by them in our hearts and in our lives. By faith we understand. Number two, by faith we see. Make a note of that. By faith we see. Now we're coming right back here, but I want you to turn with me to the Old Testament book, of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 6. Find your place there. This is a powerful passage. I highlighted this in chapel this past Friday morning. The people of God were being challenged, even attacked by the Syrians. And they had great horses and chariots. But yet, as they came against Elisha and a young man that was with him. The young man was afraid. And he cried out in 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 15, Alas, my master, how shall we do? What are we going to do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes, underline that. Open his eyes, by faith we see. Open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. It's like, hey, we're outnumbered. Uh, we're no match for these guys. And Elisha said, God's got this. There's more with us than with them. And God pulled the veil from his eyes and he saw that God was in control. Look back in Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible says in verse 13, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. They saw these promises. They believed them. 
by faith. They held to them and they were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They believed God. They believed His Word and said, Hey, God's got this. God is at work in our lives. We're just pilgrims passing through. We've got to trust God and hold to His promise and then find the very God of those promises holding to us. Oh, by faith they saw. Look with me over in verse number 27. It speaks of Moses here and it says, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured. How did he endure? As seeing him who is invisible. That's how he endured. People say, well, where is your God? Who is your God? I can't see your God. Well, we cannot see him materially right now. Though Jesus was the material manifestation of the Godhead bodily. But Jesus has ascended up into heaven, right? So where does that leave us? Living by faith. Taking God at His word. You know, that's what faith is. Faith believes. Look back here in chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to what? Please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. There are things that we cannot do, things that we cannot see, things that we cannot possess without faith. Taking God at His word. This is who God says He is. This is what God has promised that He will do. We simply take that to heart and believe God and trust Him all the way through. Are you trusting God today? Notice in chapter 12, the Bible says in verse 2, looking unto Jesus. Verse 15, looking diligently. It's been said, eyes that look are common. Eyes that see are rare. Do you see who God is? Do you see what God has for your life? If you seek Him with a whole heart, you will see Him through eyes of faith. If you see Him, you will serve Him. If you will seek Him today, Him, not just what you need from Him, but seek the Lord. God, I need you. Lord, would you help me to trust you? Would you help me to humble myself before you, Lord, because I need you. Look with me over in James chapter 1. James chapter 1, find your place there. This matter of faith is powerful in each of our lives. We read in verse number 3, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. The completeness of God's work in our lives through trials. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally or freely and abradeth not. He's not going to chide us and it shall be what? Given him. But let him ask in faith. There it is. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he'll receive anything 
of the Lord. A double-minded, a divided-hearted man is unstable in all his ways. What God has for us must be received by faith. We must have our eyes opened and see that He is God and that His Word is true and that God will do what He said He would do. We have to take that to heart and hold to His promise. I love what we see here in the Word of God and how the Lord worked through so many people. Look in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises. Underline that. That means they held to the promise of God until the very promise of God was realized on their behalf. They obtained promises. I, I don't know what need you have today, but I want to tell you there's a promise in God's word for that need. If you will get along with God with an open heart and open mind and say, Lord, show me your promise for this need in my life, God will give you a promise. I've been through troubles and trials. Rebecca can tell you, there are times I said, well, I just got to get along with God. I'm going to read my Bible until God gives me something to hold to in this particular matter. I must have God's help. You ever been there? And sometimes I would read just a little while and it's like, whoa, there it is. Praise God. I'm a hold of that. Sometimes I've read for a long time and just waited on God and said, God, I need you. Have you ever had this prayer, Lord, I need something from you? God, I need wisdom. I need strength. I need grace. I, I, I need insight. I need understanding. Open my eyes, Lord. Show me where I'm at. Show me what I need. Show me uh, where I'm going, what you want me to do here, Lord. Show me. I remember years ago walking down the stairwell Charlotte Hospital, it was so cold, I remember still just, you know, uh, you can talk and see, you know, uh, the effect of that in the cold. And down that stairwell, I was saying, God, I need something today. God, would you give me something? Lord, would you please help me? As I walked into the hallway there, talking to a family member, a preacher friend came by. And unusually, kind of interrupted and said, I hate to interrupt, Brother Cruz, but could I speak to you for a moment? And I said, sure. We went over to the corner, and a tear came down his eye. He said, I don't know what you're going through, but God has put you on my heart of late to pray for you. And I'm standing there thinking, wow, I just said, Lord, I need something. And God sent someone to encourage me. And then he said, and I'm like, well, praise the Lord. Thank you, brother. God bless you. The Lord knows where I'm at. He knows what I need and all this. And he said, and I also believe God wanted me to tell you today that he has a work for you there at Shining Light. Now, this was years ago. And I'm like, well, praise God for that, Right? Then he said, and the Lord put it in my heart to tell you this, it's yours to keep and it's yours to lose. I'll tell you, that brought great conviction to my heart. Don't miss this opportunity. 
See it through eyes of faith for what it really is. Believe God, looking diligently unto the Lord, looking unto Jesus. Get your eyes on the Lord, not your troubles, not your trials. Don't miss what God has for you. Don't miss what God has for that church. If we're not careful, we can get so casual with what God has given us. We can fail to see it. I remember talking to Tom Farrell one day uh, about something that I'd been praying about and struggling with with another. And Brother Tom looked at me and he said, You know what, Brother Tim? This man simply has missed your heart in this matter. He said, you've told me your heart, I hear it, I see what you're saying. He said, this other man does not see it. He missed your heart in the matter. You know, some things that only are seen through eyes of faith. They're only received through eyes of faith. And a heart that is open, a heart of faith that believes God, that says, Lord, teach me. Lord, show me what I'm not seeing here, what I'm missing even. Lord, help me. If we're not careful, we're walking by sight and not by faith. We're leaning to our own understanding and calling like we're seeing it, we say to ourselves. And it's like, you know, this is just my thought, my opinion. And, and, uh, but are we praying? Are we seeking the Lord? Are we saying, God, open my eyes. God, give me something. Show me the wisdom of your will and what I need to know from you, Lord. I want your will, not my own. Are we willing to seek God with that? We should live by faith because by faith we understand. By faith we see. And then, number three, by faith we receive. By faith we receive. Notice Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 36. Let's read verse 35 first. Cast not away therefore your confidence which ye have great recompense of reward. Recompense, that means a payment. God says, be confident in me and the promise of my word. Hold to my promise by faith. Follow on in obedience because I'm going to bless you for it. I'm going to reward you is what he's saying. For you have need of patience, verse 36, that after you've done the will of God, you might what? There it is, receive the promise by faith. We receive the promise of God. The result of continued steadfastness and faithfulness to God in the light of and in the face of great trials, when we endure these trials by faith, God rewards us. Think about that. The Bible says in James chapter 1, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. God has promised to reward faith. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We receive the promise. We receive the answer to prayer. We receive the blessing when we look to God and we trust Him by faith. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee, there it is, show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not, things you're not seeing now, I will show you if you ask me for them in faith. You see? There's a whole realm of God's working, of God's provision, of God's blessing. The faith life is the blessed life. 
It's where the blessings, the storehouse of blessings await the child of God. Someone said, if your faith doesn't move you, how will it move mountains? There's so much God has for us, even so much more the currency of His economy and the key to His storehouse of blessing is faith. It opens the blessings of God. God deals within His economy with the currency of faith. Am I going to believe God? A true faith that is living not only believes God but demonstrates that faith through obedience. Faith without works is what? Dead. So a living faith, an active faith is not something that is just professed, but it's something that's demonstrated. I'm going to show you my faith by my works. You know, I think about this and I think about receiving what God has for us. I'm not only believing it for my life, but back in chapter 11, verse 13, it says, these all died in faith not having received the promises. Some things we're believing God for is not just something perhaps we will see or receive in our lifetime, but we're believing God for it for those who come after us. This is not only a multi-ministry, multi-faceted ministry that God has entrusted to us, but it's a multi-generational ministry. Will you believe God for something for those who come after you, whether you receive it or not? If God said to David, I'm glad that it's in your heart to build me a house, to build the temple of the Lord, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to let your son Solomon build it instead. Okay, uh, you're not going to get to build it, but he is. But I'll tell you what I want you to do. Your vision is not in vain. Here's the beauty of this. Help him get ready. Prepare an abundance of silver and gold and all the things that he'll need to build this house for God so that when you bring your heart and your effort and your resource and your provision to the table, you can look at Solomon one day and say, listen, this is what I've gathered in my trouble by faith as unto God for you so you can build this house for God. Now you take it and add thereto. Thou mayest add thereto is the phrase in the scriptures. Take what God's given me and what I've given you and get this job done. I'm living in view of those who are coming after me. Children, grandchildren. I don't know how long it's going to be before the Lord returns. But I don't want to go out of here thinking, well, as long as I enjoy the blessing... I'm not really worried about those who come after me. That's not a godly response. Someone who loves God understands that they've received from those who've gone before and others who come after them should receive from them what God has given them. Isn't that right? Are you willing to believe God for something you may see? Or you may not, but those who come after you will see. Would you say, Lord, it's not about me, it's about you and your glory?
and what you want. And Lord, I would rather this church continue and even be stronger after I'm gone. Some people hope that a church will be weaker after they're gone to show how important they were while they were there. See, that's somebody who's not doing it for the right reason. But if somebody's doing it for the right reason, they're saying, oh, I hope you'll take whatever God's let me do, and I hope you'll build on it, right? I hope you'll go forward. I hope you'll do something with it. Don't, don't squat. We've seen ministries. Many of us have heard of people who did that. Uh, they didn't respect what it took for God to bring a ministry to a certain point and they began to take away from it and undermine it. And I'm thinking of one right now that doesn't even exist. Though it bore great fruit for God during a man's life, those who came after him didn't value it. We got to teach this generation to value the sacrifice, the faith, the prayers, the service, the efforts of those who've gone before them. Isn't that right? And by the way, we need to teach them not only to do that in the church, but in the community and in the country. We wouldn't be free here today if there weren't those who willingly went and fought for our freedoms. Always respect those in authority and thank God for those who are laying down their lives. I never forget talking to our neighbor over here on Roland Drive years ago. He's with the Lord now. I remember talking to him and he said, I got word that my boy had been killed in battle. And there's a little shed right over here across the street. And he said, Preacher, I went around the corner of the shed and I just fell back against the wall. And he said, and I just remember just sliding down that wall, weeping, thinking my boy's never coming home. And he only had one boy. But that boy sacrificed his life for you and me. We're raising a generation of young people. God have mercy on us. Our college campuses are teaching them to hate America. And by the way, that's the words of a liberal stated this week. Shocking, is it not? And here we are, we're a little hesitant. I want to tell you, we, we gladly during chapel say the pledges here at, in our Christian school. We gladly pray for our country and those in authority. And we gladly thank God for those who've gone before us and sacrificed their lives. And by the way, you know what? We pray for our flaws because you have flaws, I have them. If we as humans are imperfect, so is our nation. Don't dwell on our flaws. Let's pray for them. Let's address them. Let's fix them. But I'll tell you what, we're living today to where we've missed the glory of what it takes to be free. Isn't that right? And there were those who said, I will lay down my life for those who come after me because I believe in the ideals of this country and what this flag represents. By faith, they, they saw in essence ahead generations coming after them and said, it's worth it. This country is worth dying for. God, have mercy on us in this hour. What about those coming after us? Are they worth us living for God for? Doing what is right? That we might receive the blessing of God for them and pass it along to them? Or that even if we don't see it, they might see it in their day. Oh, may the Lord help us. There's so much more God wants to do with our lives. He even takes our brokenness. I saw this picture recently. 
I want you to see it in closing. In Japan, broken objects are often repaired with gold. How many of you have ever, ever heard that? I, I didn't know that. And I heard that and I did some research on it. They said, oh yeah, when an object is broken, they repair it with gold so that the flaw is seen as a unique piece of the object's history, which adds to its beauty. Isn't that beautiful? Amazing, isn't it? Now you think about it. You say, oh, I've, I've been broken through life. We all have, right? But there is a God in heaven who is not limited by our brokenness. In fact, he can take the broken pieces of our lives as our heavenly potter and put us back together. And he can even make something, a vessel, a life more beautiful than it ever was or ever could have been had it not been broken. You have to receive his promise of healing and hope by faith. Because God is at work in this world in the lives of his children, taking God at his word, holding to those promises and letting them steady you even when you're struggling, even when you're tried, even when you're in such a time of darkness and you feel like you're just going to be overwhelmed and drowned by that trial. Hold to the promise of God and you will find the very God of the promise holding to you. The just shall live by faith. God help us to live by faith and trust him as we press forward for his glory. Let's stand with our heads bowed before the Lord. Thank you for listening to The Shining Light. We pray that this time has been a time of encouragement and blessing to you. The Shining Light is a production of Shining Light Baptist Church, located at 2541 Old Charlotte Highway in Monroe, North Carolina. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us. Service times and more information can be found at our website, www.shininglightmonroe.com. You can also watch our services on Facebook and YouTube, and connect with us on social media. Thank you for joining us, and God bless.